On this week's episode, we have another installment of our Why I Chose series, this week featuring General Surgery and Michael Cabrera, PAC. Hello there, and welcome to the Everything PA podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Rogers, Doctor of Medical Science, PAC. This is a podcast created to provide unique stories and creative perspectives on everything affecting PAs today. Please check us out at everything-pa.com for episode lists and more information about myself and my other hosts and colleagues. Um, Also, remember to subscribe to us and review us on your favorite uh, podcast directories, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, etc. Check us out on Instagram at everythingpapod. Um, On this week's show, as mentioned in the intro, we are going to be discussing the Why I Chose series, another great installment of that series. Um, that will get us up to date on the profession of, or the specialty of general surgery with a good friend of mine, Michael Cabrera. Um, I hope that you find the uh, episode enlightening and provide more information if you're considering on uh, uh, choosing the general surgery profession for yourself. Um, Here is the uh, interview without much further ado. All right, welcome in everybody uh, to the podcast today. We are talking with a good friend of mine, a great guy, Michael Cabrera, uh, currently practicing in general surgery out in Nebraska, uh, where he is from. Michael, how are you today, sir? I am great, Stephen. Thanks for having me on today. Coming from the central of Nebraska. Yeah, American Heartland. Wonderful. Thanks for thanks for joining us. So you've been with us uh, on the podcast before. Uh, for those that haven't heard uh, the episode, we had a PA roundtable discussion about a couple of different things. It's a really good kind of uh, informal discussion on things. So be sure to subscribe to the show and check us out. Also check out the website, everything-pa.com for more information and previous information about those episodes. Uh, and you can find Michael Cabrera uh, there as well if you're just dying to get more of Michael Cabrera, which I usually am. So there you go. And you can su- subscribe to my OnlyFans account too. There, I'll have a link Perfect. provided. Awesome. I do not have a yeah. <laughs> okay. So you know, All right. So you know. All right. I will. I will make sure to link that in the show notes. That's perfect. Thank yeah. you. All right. Yeah. Okay. So we are talking today about our "Why I Chose" series, which is the the day in the life series with a little bit more information specifically about kind of the the personal side of things. So let's get started. Uh, Basically, can you introduce yourself to the audience, Cabrera? Can you talk about yourself and your career uh, up to this point? Yeah, gladly. So, uh, you know, like I said, originally from Nebraska um, and, of course, fellow classmate with the Stephen Rogers. Um, afterwards, after graduating, I landed a job in general surgery um, in central Nebraska, Grand Island to be exact. And just really fell in love with it, fell in love with the people, the surgeons I work for, the community. So been doing that since graduation for approximately six years, and I see no end in sight. Yeah, so I mean, you're one of those that found a job right out of school that you really liked and have stuck with it. So that's that's awesome. So that answers my next question, which is this your first job, first specialty? So yes, first job, first specialty, general surgery from the beginning, correct? Yes, that's correct. You know, it was kind of funny because... Um, Going into PA school initially, I actually uh, really I wanted to land a job at interventional radiology, and I still I still find the technology and that specialty very compelling, very uh, challenging. Uh, the technology is just great. However, um, 
as a role as a PA, um, you know, it was very limited in the clinic setting. And so I wanted a little more balance with the surgical and clinical side of things or surgical and, and uh, yeah, it is clinical side of things. Yeah. So to get your hands on it a little more. Exactly. So being or through my our rotation year, um, I was able to do my uh, general surgery rotation and just absolutely fell in love with it. And just to go a little one step further, I was very lucky. I would say I'm very lucky to land the job I had because um, their mid-level was leaving about the same time I was graduating. So um, it was almost serendipitous if you had asked me and forever thankful for that. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, I think so that brings up a, another good point that um, we'll talk, we've talked about in other episodes and we'll talk about more too, but when you're in that clinical rotation, you're, those clinical rotations are really just extended job interviews. I mean, there's a lot of people that get their jobs from their clinical rotations. So did you actually rotate with the people you work with now? Absolutely. Um, to your point, but actually, no, I didn't. My, uh, my surgical rotation was actually at uh, Nebraska Medicine in Omaha, but uh, I had several I had several other rotations in the community and um, uh, just the, this community of doctors and providers were so close knit and helping everyone out. I was thankful to get my name out and kind of, and kind of, um, I guess, advertise myself um, and uh, show my interests, my skill set, and what have you. And uh, they, they were receptive and uh, landed me a job. Nice. Yeah. But I think that's, uh, so even there, I mean, even beyond that, that furthers the point that even if the people you're not rotating with, even if you don't end up working with them, they might know someone that you end up applying for or, or trying to work with. So it's, it's one of those things where you have to sort of treat those rotations as a job interview, because that's really what it is. Um, so exactly. It's a very close, close knit society and group yeah. of networking yep. providers. Yep. All yep. About. And we've, we've talked about that on the show too. And that, you know, once you get into it, once you're actually working as a PA, it's really not that big of a community, even nationally, there's, there's not that many of us when you really think of it compared to other professions. So you have to sort of make sure you don't burn too many bridges, I guess, is what the takeaway with that from that would be. That is very true. Very yeah. true. Okay. So, I mean, uh, you know, this is the, the why I chose series. So I want to know a little bit more, talk about your average day, go through kind of a day in the life of my career in general surgery. You know, it starts like any other day, wake up, pour myself a strong cup of Joe and I'm ready to hit the, hit the town, baby. No, uh, usually just show up at the hospital and, um, you know, I typically see, I typically know the night before what kind of surgical cases I have that day. So, uh, based off of that, um, I make myself available to assist in those surgeries, but then also I'm seeing new consoles that came in overnight and then rounding on patients. Um, I should note that I am 100% or basically 99% um, inpatient based. So um, I don't typically have a clinic per se. Uh, my job consists of rounding on patients and assisting in surgeries in the morning. And then the afternoon is for inpatient consults or um, consultation through the emergency department. Yeah. And that's, I was going to say your, your position is a little bit unique, although it seems like that's how a lot of general surgery practices go where they, they have less reliance on the PAs in clinic, but they rely perhaps heavier, uh, more so on you in the inpatient and the, in the operating room settings, um, than perhaps something like yeah. an orthopedic practice, which is more of what I'm used to. Yeah, exactly. It, it is a different dynamic. It's completely different to, you know, someone else can 
considering or pursuing, like you said, orthopedics or even just family medicine, um, there's a heavy weight in inpatient medicine. And yeah. so that's kind of the lifestyle you need to, you need to appreciate. Okay. Yeah. So lots of, lots of inpatient stuff. So get up in the morning. What time are you, what time are you usually needing? What time do you need to be at the hospital? I guess would be the best question. I usually try to get there, you know, about 7 a.m. Our first cases okay. are usually 7.30. Yeah. Um, and then we're, we're yeah, that's the interesting part of it is we're kind of done when the work's done. And, you know, we you don't really have too much coming through. It could be 3 p.m. It could be 9 p.m. It's it's just yeah. fluctuates tremendously. Mm -hmm. Life life and surgery for sure. Um, and so with that, are you, do you take call? Do you have a call schedule or do you take call? Yes, I do have a call schedule. It's not very rigid at this time. You know, I was the only mid-level, um, or I am the only mid-level uh, with a with my group. So um, they, my surgeons are very um, forgiving, <laughs> for lack of better words. Uh, you know, they understand I I have a social personal life too. So they try to make it flexible for me. But I typically try to be available um, for sure one weekend a month, and just any any sort of night if anything were to come in. Um, usually uh, by 5 or 7 p.m. most uh, weekdays, I try to be available for them if they have an add-on case. Gotcha. So kind of a uh, a loose and flexible call schedule, which can be good, but can also be very bad, I would think. There's certain times where you get away with not maybe having to be as available as maybe somebody like me that has a very formal, very rigid call schedule that's very established. Um, but well, then yeah. there's other times where you're kind of just sort of on call and so you end up getting called more maybe. Yeah. I mean, it's a double-edged sword because I, I, I appreciate the independence with it, but, um, it took a long time to kind of understand it. And, you know, every surgeon's a little different and how they use, um, use me, uh, or their PAs, you know, they kind of have a, a different definition. So some I help more than others. Some, uh, they leave me a little more independent. So, yeah. um, it took a while to learn that, but now that I kind of, uh, understand it, I'm able to anticipate it a little better. Gotcha. How many surgeons are in your practice? Uh, we have four, four surgeons. And then you're just, you're the only, uh, mid-level, whatever you Correct. call it provider. Gotcha. There is, a, okay. there is a nurse practitioner. She did a lot of stuff in clinic, um, primarily like weight-based kind of, um, I should say weight it was management. ideal protein weight-based. Yeah, exactly. Um, consultation and okay. but now she moved out of town so she kind of helps one of our surgeon satellite clinic so she's still an employee but she kind of helps at a very peripheral role gotcha gotcha okay so just strictly speaking on the professional side of things you know as i i mentioned before we started recording that this is the goal with this is to go a little bit deeper than like your average day in the life kind of series but sticking with more of the traditional day in the life series, what are some pros and cons of your day-to-day -day professionally? What, what are things that you like? What are things that, that make things difficult or cause stress? Well, the, the main thing I want to hit home is just like the veritability with it. I mean, no two days are the same, which is both good and bad. I love it. I, I love that. Um, I'll never know what's going to happen. And, and as rigid schedule can blow up with add-ons and new consults and a uh, critical patients in the emergency department. Um, so it kind of keeps you guessing, but that, that, that's exciting to me. That's kind of the thrill seeking aspect of the job, which I, which I enjoy. Um, but it also be challenging too. You know, you can't really plan your social life around it, at least during the normal work hours. Um, and so it's kind of hard. You kind of have to be, you really have to have yourself available for it. So that would be probably one of the biggest pros and cons is just how much 
um, change and you just never know what's going to go through those emergency doors. Sure. Okay. Do you feel like most of what you deal with is acute care things? It's not long-term scheduled elective stuff. I mean, the surgeries are definitely more elective, but I mean, when you're getting an inpatient consultation, it's something that's probably should be addressed within the next 24 hours or so. You know, we're talking about acute appendices, acute gallbladders, um, diverticulitis, um, bowel obstructions, that sort of thing. Yeah. Okay. Much of a cancer practice with your general surgery group? More on the elective side of things, especially colon cancers. We do dabble with some breast cancers as well. Okay. Understood. Okay. Well, that's a pretty good start. So, I mean, I think that, that, that ends that first segment. So we'll take a quick break here. And on the other side, we'll talk a little bit more about kind of the more personal side of things. So stick with us here for just a moment as we go through this break. Welcome back to the Everything PA Podcast. Again, I'm your host, Stephen Rogers, joined by Michael Cabrera, PAC, practicing in general surgery. Uh, okay, Michael, second segment, a little bit more of the uh, personal side of things. So um, we talked a little bit about kind of how you found your job. I mean, the traditional question I ask in this spot is, you know, what inspired you to choose your specialty? Do you feel like it was more the opportunity of the job and that was kind of really what brought it to your attention? Or do you feel like you were drawn to general surgery for some other reason? Um, yeah, so that I, you know, kind of the point I made, um, in the first section was just, um, initially thinking that I want to do something like interventional radiology, but by going through school, um, and learning it and being present in the specialty is how I fell in love with it. And it was just that, it was just that dynamic, um, of having both a good balance between, um, time in the OR, uh, time assisting in surgeries and then, uh, time face-to-face with patients on inpatient rounds. Yeah. Okay. Good balance that way. And so, you know, I think, I think it, uh, is a, is a, uh, maybe an, a hard question to answer, but I mean, you, you feel as though you're pretty satisfied with where you're at and you're thinking that this is, is going to be something you stay with for a while, or is this something where you're kind of putting out feelers to, to learn about other options as far as specialties go? No, I, I'm very happy in my position and I think I'm going to stick it out for, I mean, the foreseeable future. Yeah. Uh, and no, I, no and quick reason, plans. Yeah, no, no quick changes. Um, gotcha. you know, um, I wish there were more mountains in the middle of Nebraska, but you work with sure. what you got. Sure. Uh, yeah. but anyway, no, I think, and it, and what helps is just the variety of, of illnesses and the variety of the surgeries we offer is just having that kind of, um, keeps it always fresh and, um, the uncertainty too. Yeah. The uncertainty of patients coming in and diagnoses and consults, that sort of thing. Right. Understood. Okay. So liking the specialty, liking everything else. So talking more about less, less of the profession, professional side, more on the personal side, how does this choice in specialty impact your life day to day as far as I mean, we talked about it a little bit and that there's some variability. There's some, you know, talk more about, you know, inability to plan things, uh, challenges with the personal life. Talk about those sorts of things and kind of how you, how you view them and how you deal with them as you, as your day goes by Monday through Friday. Absolutely. Um, yeah, the, the worst case scenarios are, you know, when you're stuck in the, um, the hospital all day and, uh, with just, uh, transfers coming through and add-ons. So, 
you know, not being able to be home for uh, for the home life. And I'll mention this on this episode. I'll probably mention it on every episode uh, if you allow me. But I have two wonderful dogs, just amazing animals. But, you know, I've actually had to call my in-laws to uh, let them out at one point or uh, have check on them, feed them just because of a 16-hour day at the hospital. It's yeah. rare, but it does happen. Right. Um, the other side of it is a lot of times – you know, uh, you might not get the consults or the add-ons and, uh, you know, you're done at, at noon. Um, and so you have a lot of free time and you're able to make time with your family members, which is nice. Um, it, it just, the important thing was establishing those goals and establishing, you know, those boundaries uh, with your loved ones saying that, yeah, I'm, a, I'm free to do something this afternoon, but, you know, I might be called back to assist on a surgery. So uh, people just, your social support system just needs to be aware. And I think it helped out. Yeah, fair enough. And I think that's something you've mentioned before, um, having a, a social network that helps a social um, support system is important for you. So um, talk to the PA out there that is either just graduating and thinking about a career in general general surgery or is in a specialty that maybe they're feeling a little stagnant and they're feeling like they want to switch. What are What are some pearls both, on the positive and the negative side that you would maybe offer them um, as they consider the, the specialty of general surgery? You know, I just want to tell that person who's ever considering it, you know, be ready for a roller coaster. I mean, be ready for, for not knowing what's going to happen in the day to day. Even the surgeon, even the surgeons I work for say, you know, they have their, their schedule of patients and surgeries and that gets all blown up. Um, in a matter of hours based on uh, anything that comes in through the hospital you need to be flexible you need to be resilient in that respect so it's fun it's exciting it's a little bit of thrill um so if you're looking to be a little risk taker it's definitely the route you want to take um so you just kind of have to be uh easy and willing to go with the punches so to speak but it's yeah. much better than orthopedics i would tell you that well sure yeah i mean what isn't right? What is it better than orthopedics? That's, that's, that's an easy choice. Yeah. So, okay. Well, I mean, I think, you know, it's, it's the life of surgery. Um, it's the life of call. It's the life of acute care. And even if you're doing, um, the, uh, non-urgent or non-acute, the, the elective stuff, it's still, there's still some variety. And then, uh, you know, five minutes into your day, you get it totally blown up by something that has to be prioritized. And so it's, it's one of those things where you just have to really be you have to roll with the punches a little bit and you have to be able to kind of be flexible and predictability is not always the, the way you can live. You you can't always live with predictability. You have to live without it. Most of your professional life, if you're in a surgical specialty like general surgery. So yeah, I mean, I think what you're saying makes a lot of sense. There's so much emphasis on poop and diarrhea in this specialty. You just got to be willing to uh, say that on a public podcast. Yeah. Yeah. It's, Openly it's sort of, it's sort of public. I mean, there's a few people, but listen, um, yeah, butts, butts and guts would be kind of what we always called it when it was that rotation, your general surgery rotation was your butts and guts rotation. Um, short and sweet baby. Yeah. Butts I mean, I think, you know, it's one of those things where you don't really want to deal with it till you need it. Um, so it's good that there's people out there that are willing and able to deal with that type of stuff. Like you got to get in there, Steven. Yeah, absolutely. 
Well, good. Let's let's deflect away from that uh, direction of of conversation, and I think that's a good uh, place to leave it. Um, any last pearls for the PAs out there in general, just not only in general surgery, but just overall as far as your experience and and your choice of profession, and any other last thoughts for for the for the kids out there, the the, the um, minds that need shaped. For the minds that need shaped, um, if you love to suture, find a surgical specialty. If you love standing for long hours on end and getting a good workout, holding retractors, surgery is the uh, route to go. Good. And you, of course, you already know about my bodily fluids comment. Sure. And excrement. Yeah. Words to live by, Cabrera. I think that really, (laughs) really puts a nice little bow on this episode. So we'll have you back on other episodes. If you haven't already listened to the PA roundtable that uh, we introduced uh, recently and, and had Mr. Michael Cabrera as well as some of my other colleagues on, be sure to check that out. Check out the podcast, everything PA podcast. You can find it wherever you get your podcasts, including Apple podcasts, Spotify, Google podcasts, etc. Also check out everything dash PA.com, which is our website. That'll have information on previous episodes, the, the podcast, the business, the whole nine yards, uh, information about myself, as well as my co-host Chris stone, who is rarely, if ever actually on the show anymore. Um, we'll have a little bits on some of our other guests, uh, including Mr. Cabrera, who hopefully will be a recurring guest as well. So, um, with that, we will, uh, take them out and, uh, make sure you use our little tagline Cabrera. Do you know our tagline? Well, well what do you mean by taking out though? You don't know our tagline. Don't, don't try to change know. the subject. Our tagline is go get them. So I'm going to need you to give, give the audience what they've asked for, which is a tagline uh, on the way out, which is go get them. It's go no, get them. It's go get them. Chris Stone thought of it and I'm just running with it, but it's good. So yeah, just it's for the merchant. We're trying to make merchandise that people want. So just, just say it. Okay. Just say, go get them. I refuse to make that statement. All right, cool. Well, as we, uh, as we take you out here, we'll leave you with a uh, go get them. Go get them.